Welcome to the war room. We got Taz, Kill, Jimmy, PJ, B. Austin, the hot block commander. How you wanna end up one or two hour show and keep the brain running with the premise of talk sports on a national level? Both with the topic, sort of like the rubber. When it's game time, they like the Fab Five doing prime time. Sports conglomerates speak their minds a little bit. For sports medicine and sports veterans and great. The 4 for 26, so the war in Kuwait is the war room. With five nights at the round table, five silly guys diversified and educated. Yo, what up, what up, what up, everybody? You are once again live in the war room, brought to you by War Room Sports on the War Room Sports Podcast Network. I'm one of your hosts, I'm the Bull Dev Mac, and I'm at the War Room Roundtable with my brothers. We got Jimmy the Blueprint, we got B. Austin, the Hot Block Commander. The NBA season is getting a little interesting, and there's a new name in the MVP race, so we're going to rap about that. So sit back, relax, and bust it up again with your guys in the War Room, which is the greatest man cave in the history of the planet. You can get in on the conversation yourself by signing in right now to the Botherhood chat room at blogtalkradio.com slash thewarroom. Or you could join us on Facebook or Twitter at War Room Sports, same at IG, at War Room Sports. We'll also be taking your calls in about 30 minutes on the Digital Extreme Tech Hotline. That number, as usual, is 323-410-0012. What up, fams? Russia is still laying hands upon the Ukraine. Um, what's the end game here for the for the rest of the world? Like, what's 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 going to happen? Yo, everybody, everybody. Everybody got to be careful with a one-hitter quitter. So it's mm-hmm. like, even though we could talk tough, like, people don't really want it with Putin because Putin get it, get the computers Putin and send them things over there, and that will be ash. It'll turn into Mad Max world. So it's like everybody talking tough, but ain't nobody going to really do nothing. I they mean, yeah, I mean well, the talk was tough at first. Because remember, they were saying, if you do this, then we're going to do this. Nothing happened uh, uh, immediately. But how long can other countries, you know, most most decidedly the yeah. U.S., how long can they sit there and actually not do anything? Here's my thing, yo. Let me weigh in real quick. I mean, Big Bang P acts like he's tough, right? And, and, I mean, but at the end of the day, they pulled up on these, these, these like, you know, people they were supposed to just walk through. And they actually getting their ass handed to them, allegedly, according to uh, certain things you read across the world. Um, they thought it was sweet. And they're like, yo, these Russian soldiers actually um, don't have – a lot of them as teenagers. They don't have the experience. They don't know what they're doing. Yeah. So I think that, that – that, They ain't got that, they ain't got that Drago in them? No, no they ain't got that's, that. That's like, very so it's true. like, yo, that's, that's they was very pissing. True. This is supposed to be over. Jimmy. I literally saw dudes say that, yo, no, the, that's Yuki, true. the Yuki's, Yuki's supposed to be walked walk through in three days. And they got over yeah, there and they that, got punched that, in the mouth. Everybody got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. It's true. Until they get punched. But we got we to gotta add some context to that. Their army is 2 million strong. They only sent 200,000. And they're not really, they get, like, they, they, no, they're not really right? letting but, their hands go with all of their weaponry because they're scared of what the world will say, but they're more scared of looking like a bitch. So now they're starting to cluster bombs. Let me ask you a question. Let me now ask they're you a starting question. to thermobaric. All right, let me, let me ask this you a question. This will be ugly though. for the Ukraine. If, if we, if we send mm-hmm. 200,000 200, over to the Yuki's, what do you think that'll look like? 
Well, first of all, to be yeah, that's a good. First of all, I ain't we, so I ain't really including that. But if the U.S. <laughs> sends over something, they sending over the air. They sending over the air war two weeks. The U.S. sends the air war three weeks before boots hit the ground. So by the time the boots hit the ground, whether you got an eighteen year old snot nosed kid or not, everything else is light work. Dead. It's light, it's work. light work, but 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 the, but the Russians couldn't do that because if they did, the world would look at them even crazier because they'd have just eviscerated the whole country. They're trying not to eviscerate the country, but still trying to bully. All right, them so at my the same thing time. is, so so they pump faking, so they so they type pushy then. In in a way, in a way, they might yeah, they, they might have I mean and got bluffed and got bluffed and got bluffed was, into having to do something. I was about to say that. They probably got bluffed into having to do it because they kept threatening, and then people were like, well, if you do it, you know, watch your back. He probably you only did do it. it. If you do it, watch your back. Right. you do it, I'm going to smack. So then they had to do it, and they wasn't even really wanting to do it. Huh. I mean, so again, they they inter- they, Jimmy, they're interviewing, they're interviewing Russian soldiers that was like, yo, they told us we was going on a training exercise. And to bring our beach ball. Yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Now they get watched by the Yuki. They get watched by uh, by yo, by Klitschko's. Like the Klitschko's out there watching these boys. Yeah, the, yo, I don't, I don't believe they that's a part watch, of sport. But at the same yo, the time, Klitsch, yo, the Klitschko's, yo, the Klitschko's are really over there fighting. Like, yo, it's not real. just. I know that's why. That was my next point. Like I find it so interesting how many regular Ukrainian citizens are willing to pick up arms and and get at it, like. I, I told y'all earlier in the week, if somebody invaded the U.S. and, you know, they expected us to, to pick up arms, like, the next picture of me you're going to see is going to be like Floyd in the sombrero. Like, I'm going to be chilling, eating some nachos <laughs> or something. Like, I'm Canadian. I, like, it's not worth it. Like, it's one of them things, like, my country don't love me. Like, why well, I'm going to do all that. So, you know, shout out to, to the Ukrainians, though, because people feel a sense of pride to the fact I mean, we've seen videos of people putting their kids and their wives on trains and crying because I'm about to go in here and pick up this this gat and do what I got to do. I hope I see y'all again. Like, it's that serious for a lot of these dudes over there. And, I, you know, I'm envious of that. Like, damn, I would love to love something that much that's, that's not family, friends, you know what I'm saying? But over here, yeah, it's just not no, possible. No, I, I mean, a lot of dudes, hear, lot of dudes that look like us do. But to me, that's not possible because of the way they treat us. I mean, I mean, <laughs> some of them do that when it comes to 55th. But I mean, <laughs> I get your point, though. I, I get your point, though, bro. Like, in terms of a country, like, we, we, I mean, we kind of like people without a country in a weird way. Like, they do love the neighborhood. Like, it's not we. I felt that on a spiritual level. So I understand exactly what both of y'all are saying. Um, but I just think the whole thing is interesting, man, because, I mean, half of it's lies. Like, and, and the fact of the matter is, man, um, at the end of the day, the one thing I do know that we invest in as a country, um, we, 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 and when I'm saying we as a country, although I get it, be awesome, so don't, 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 you know, don't think I'm a, you know, cooning over here. But what I'm saying is, oh, let me find out. Let me find out. No, no, I'm saying we. I'm saying we as a way of communicating, right? Um, that the one thing that we do invest in, you, you know, yes um, in French? no military, and I think that's oh, the yeah. only thing at this point. <laughs> the Department of Defense get the budget, <laughs> boy. They get the budget. Yo, we're, yo, we, we, we're failing everywhere. Our infrastructure is terrible. Our education is terrible. Yo, but we can beat everybody up. So it's kind of like 
That's all we really got. We ain't smart. You know why? You know why we got it? And I know that people people tuning in is probably like, I thought this was a sports show. And to them, I say, shut the f up. Um, The reason is our defense budget and our defense department is the watchdog and security force for other countries with natural resources. So like any other good bully, like when the oil come out of the ground 10,000 miles away, they call the U.S. and say, yo, you trying to get in on this for like 10%? Cool, man. Send G.I. Joe, yo. Y'all got it. And that's, that's what it is. Yeah, send Marlon Wayne. Send Yo, Flint. I get it. I'm just saying. Like, that's, that's pretty dude. much all we got. <laughs> I, saw, I see what you did there. So that's all we got, bro. So it's like, yo, we, we, we can't compete on anything else, but we can beat you up. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's what it really boils down to. It's like, you want to keep the sports related, man. It's like, yo, the Knicks or the Heat or the 90s, they may not have the most talent, skilled players, smart players, yo, but they'll beat you up. Hey, uh, I mean, it's good that you say that because, you know, our theme and our title of the show tonight is Back in the Day. So, you know, it's going to be a lot of Back in the Day references during the show this evening, and that was your first one. And that's a that's a great segue, Jim. But look, before we uh, get into what we're going to get into here, just got to let you know, that uh, whether you're with us live or not, at any time on demand, y'all can still check out archive episodes of our show, The War Room, and all of our partner shows on the War Room Sports Podcast Network, either on our own website at warroomsports.com or on one of the many major podcast listening platforms. So there is never, ever an excuse to miss an episode of The War Room. There's never an excuse to miss an episode of Tissue and the Tape, The Broad Street Line, Superstars, John Appetit, On the Couch with the Wilsons, At the Further Review. Y'all get my point. If it's on the War Room Sports Podcast just Network, never a reason. it's out there. Never a reason. Never lost. All right. So these hot topics are brought to you by my bookie. War Room family, it's time. Like it is. Like it's always time, man. Like I, I don't understand the ones to do this, but y'all haven't listened. Y'all haven't supported your bros and supported yourself by joining my bookie, man. It's time to go ahead and do that. If you still haven't checked them out, it's time to lay down some money on the biggest games in sports by joining us, the War Room, and thousands of other online players placing bets at mybookie.ag. No excuses when you win. You get your money. You get it fast. You don't get hassle. They even have in-game live bettings. You can place wages after Jalen Brown destroys his ankle a couple of minutes into the game. So join now, and mybookie will match 50% of your first deposit up to $1,000. Just use the promo code WARROOM, all caps, one word. That'll activate your offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. Play, win, and get paid. There is nothing else to it. So, in NFL news, this is for you, B. Austin. Howie Roseman, when asked if Jalen Hurts will be the Eagles' starting quarterback next season, we know what he said earlier in the offseason, but we're a little deeper into the offseason, and his answer was, quote, there's no doubt about it. Do you think that's cap? Still, because we kind of thought it was cap earlier in the offseason because we knew they were going to try their hardest to make one of these trades or even, you know, go out and use one of these draft picks on a quarterback. Um, I think if they use a draft pick on a quarterback, then what he's saying is still would would be 100% true because whether or not they find something in the draft, I don't think if they did that that quarterback would be starting right away. So, but do you think it's cap? 
you think they're still trying to spare his feelings just in case they try to make a deal? Or do you think they're really all on board at this point? Howie, might, before you answer, Howie, might I add, is in the last season of his deal. So is this really the shit he want to go down with? Yeah, unfortunately, uh, unless Deshaun Watson is walking through that door, Russell Wilson, and we all know how we all feel about Russell Wilson, but he's a hell of an upgrade over Hurts. Unless they're walking through that door, we, we stuck. It, it, it's just going to hurt. We just got to deal with the pain. It hurts. That's unfortunate. <laughs> like I said, I don't have anything personal against the young brother, and I hope he's somewhere right now working hard as hell to prove everybody wrong. Or, you know, all of his critics Dude, wrong. Stronger, huh? But, um, yeah. So even those trades that, you know, people bring up, there's too much to get, you know, for those guys. And I'm not really willing to do that either. So at this point, it's kind of like draft or bust. So um, I don't know, man. I don't know. Jim, what's your thoughts on it? I mean – I think it's interesting, like, to even say that. Like, why do you feel the need? I mean, I understand you could ask the question, but so many things could happen in between now and then. And also, the one thing we do know about sports is a lot of times people say they, you know, they can guarantee or they promise you somebody is this. That usually means they're not. So, <laughs> yeah, that's your ass. Know, Ten days later, yeah, you're yeah, gone. So times, yeah, exactly. A lot of times it's the opposite, so I don't know how this will play out. Yeah. All right, well, we shall see. I mean, uh, Jalen Hurts has done a lot to win over a lot of the hearts of the Philly faithful. I mean, most of that was with his personality, not necessarily with his game. We'll see, man. Like I said, I hope as an Eagles fan that he's somewhere right now getting his Jameis workout on, trying to prove everybody wrong. So <laughs> get your Jameis on, homie. All right, so in the NBA, staying in our hometown of Philadelphia, man, the Harden and beating experience is looking really, really good after three games. Um, you will hear a lot of critics, or not even a lot of critics, but people, especially people who root for rival teams, or people who don't root for rival teams, but their team is trash right now, say stuff like, well, they haven't played anybody yet. I mean, they have, they've gotten off to like a record pace as a duo. You're hearing... Uh, comparisons to Kobe and Shaq, Magic and Kareem, the name of name a duo from back in the day. And you know, you've heard it this particular week. Um do y'all think it's going to be this good moving forward or do y'all think it's something to the argument of okay, they haven't played anyone yet, so we we'll still see. Um a little um, bit of both. A little bit of both. I mean, I do think it'll take time to gel, and I'm happy that we're, you know, we're running over speed bumps and picking up some speed, you know, and and and, and getting them acclimated to one another. Listen, you know, I, I know that <laughs> I know that this isn't penciled in as something that will last, but I think if you give them a season together, that next season is going to be an unstoppable force. Um, so I don't have, and, and I know we're in the we're in the culture of immediacy right now. So the expectation is we going to the chip now, and if we lose, it was a yeah, failure. People drawn, but people drawn out there. Yeah, they they stupid. But for me, 
if they get deep into the playoffs, and now we'll have to define what deep is, but if they get deep in the playoffs, that's a win. That's a win because we're still there's still other components of that team that haven't been built out to fit with Embiid and the beard yet. Like, I think you still need to bring in the right role players around them to fit that system, and then you kind of weigh what it is. But we're we moving on the fly. I love the pick-and-roll action. I love the chemistry. I love everything that I'm seeing. I appreciate it. But I don't expect yeah. these dudes to win no chip, man. And if they do, well, I, I ain't even putting that on them as failure. It's been good for a lot of people because, you know, James Harden is opening up things for other people. It's been great for Tyrese Maxey. Um, it hasn't been so great for Tobias Harris, who is supposed to be the third member of the proverbial big three once um, Harden came to town. Tobias, Tobias Harris right now is averaging about 13 a game because he's not necessarily a catch-and-shoot player, which, you know, in his position is what he would thrive more at playing with James Harden than what he actually does because Tobias Harris kind of needs the ball in his hand to do what he does, but you're no longer playing with a point guard who's just going to come down, you know, get rid of the ball and get out of the way. So it's been a little different. Well, let me let me wait. Um, let me let me mm-hmm. let me wait real quick about the whole thing, right? Because I think overall, and I think that a lot of times we have to keep in mind that Ben Simmons wasn't playing at all. Like I think that's a big part of this. How how you judge this? Like they weren't getting any production from who was supposed to be their second best player at all. They were getting zero, zilch, nothing. So I mean, there was actually like a. That's a great. That's a great point, uh, Jimmy. And didn't yeah. and didn't Ben Simmons come down with vagina cancer? Not even. Go ahead, my bad. Well, here's the thing. So here's the thing, right? So so the Sixers were suffering from a lot of pain, and now it's been relieved because they have two stars whose auras gel. Don't even ask how. But um, the fact is, to Dev's point, I think that even with the lack of production from Tobias, and I'm not ready to give up on Tobias because I think that as a third now, even a fourth option, he still has skills. But it's funny when you say that to a, a, a Sixers fan because they bring up his salary, and I get it. Right, right, but right. what they've gained from Maxi, like, and shout out to uh, Kevin Lang, who's Maxi's agent, who's um, probably in the chat now. He's a he is. He said, he said before we even started, he said Maxi in big letters. We have a big three. Put some respect. <laughs> Listen, Yo, man. Listen, I listen, Maxie Kev. Kev, listen, Maxie Kev, ain't still balling. He's balling even listen, more let me, now. Let me finish. Let me Kev, finish, though, Kev, because yeah, I really, Kev still don't care I really about thought you was insane. Still I still think you were insane in the beginning of the season. I still think you were insane in the beginning of the season. But at, at the end of the day, you you ride for your young boy. You are his agent, so I'll give you credit for that. But I feel like he's benefited the most from this move, even more than Embiid. Yeah. As crazy yeah. as it sounds, because. When I watch him play, oh, it's like, I, like it's like it's like Harden must be an old head or something. Because you see, like it's like he's out here trying to like um, do well for his old head. Like you don't want to let him down. He's like doing a step back Harden move. He's mm-hmm. play, yo, it's almost like a bootleg job right now. Like he's going to the whole. I said it last night in the group chat when the game was on. I was like, yo, why is the ball like going to the cup with reckless abandon like that? He's playing like Derrick Rose before um, you know what happened to him. Like his his whole energy is at a different space. He is an absolute blur, too. He is so quick. And for some reason, though, Doc is trying to get him away from his bread and butter, which is the floater. I don't know if I necessarily like that. I kind of understand the concept of what 
Doc was trying to do. Like, he's trying to get him to go to the hole so he can end up on the foul line more. But if you had a bread and butter shot and he made that shot at, at like an 80% clip, why change it to get this dude more contact, you know, and risk him being injured, changing up something? Like, let him shoot his floater. It's a bucket most of the time. So I don't necessarily agree with that. We got dudes that can go all the way to the cup. He is a good foul shooter, so I understand why you want to get him on the line. But you also don't want to get your young guard hurt when he's fully entrenched in the um, most improved player race right now. So I I, I don't know. I, I don't know about that ideology um, with Doc. Skyview also said the game against Cleveland Friday will be a barometer. I wholeheartedly disagree with that. I know where Cleveland is in the standings, but Cleveland ain't nothing but last year's Atlanta. Right. They're they're nothing but last year's Atlanta. I'm waiting for them to fall off. Um, I mean, last year's Atlanta did go to the Eastern Conference Finals, but that was because of our dumbasses. Um, But look where they are now is what I'm trying to say. Like, I don't think Cleveland is – good enough to be anybody's barometer. I think every night, every team Cleveland plays is their barometer because they're trying to see how long they can really hold on to this magic in a bottle that they're having. They're really, they're, they're too young for, for them to be our barometer. So I think it's going to be a different test um, than Cleveland. I mean, we beat Cleveland before the trade. <laughs> so and that's, not, that's the one thing about it is the Sixers beat a lot of good teams before the trade. So for yeah, people to use that argument I, now of, you know, they haven't played anybody, well, I mean, truthfully, they haven't. But – and Minnesota's no slouch, you know what I'm saying? But they was, at the same they time, they beat a lot before. of good teams before Brooklyn. the trade was even made. They smacked the biases Bulls. Like, they smacked right. the Heat. So they've been smacking folks before, before the beer even got here. Right. So, I mean, we'll see if they have enough chemistry to keep that up against the good teams. But – you know, they look good. And and it's not like the teams that they have beat, it's not like any of the games have been close. You know, they, so that's one thing you have to uh, take into consideration. All right, they might be playing the Knicks twice, but they smashed the Knicks twice. And Minnesota's no pushover this year. So, you know, I'm not even going to put them in that mix. But we'll see. Uh, Skyview also said we definitely won the trade. Ben Simmons not even working on his game, and KD is not having it. Sixers and seven. Um, Jimmy, you know how I despise that term, that 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 terminology. Won won a trade, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. And and you're not going to know that after three games whether Ben Simmons is playing or not. Even if you believe in winning and losing a trade, you're not going to know that after three games. So. We shall see how that goes. Um, and last thing, Scott, you said is I think we should have gone after Favors instead of DJ. I think Favors would be a much better fit as well. Um, <laughs> Sixers just said FOH the Trilly Collie Stein because his 10-day contract is nearing an end and it's not going to be re-up because, you know, another another team that seems to be trying to make a championship run is believing in DeAndre Jordan. Why? I don't know. What do you think of that pickup, uh, Jim? Get beat Yo, them DeAndre Jordan highlights from a from um you know when he played with the Clippers and him and Blake was just dunking on everybody. When, people when like he was, won't let that go. Yo, when he people was a don't let that stick. go. It's like yo, they're like they're like we can get a just a fraction of that out of him. Yeah, that's going dog. Yo, yeah, Lakers yo, said that DeAndre last week. Yeah, Lakers said that last week. 
It's definitely been a while. I mean, but we'll see. The only thing about this whole thing is like, okay, the Sixers can catch the Bulls in the standings, probably will catch the Bulls in the standings. They have a chance to catch the Heat in the standings as well. Because this Eastern Conference race is, man, it's tighter than, than John Stockton shorts. But the problem is the team, at least not, not not the teams, but the team that you have down there hovering in the eighth spot in that playing situation. Like, who wants to bust their ass and get a top two seed in the East and then possibly have to face the damn Brooklyn Nets, who are still favored by Vegas to win the damn title? Like, what kind of That's surprise is that? Yeah. Right, you bust your ass so you can get one of the bottom feeders so you can, you know, do do what you got to do with them and move on. Who wants to play the Brooklyn Nets in the first round? So people can be all confident all they want and we won the trade sixes and seven. I don't want to see that. I don't want that smoke. Not in the first round. Like at you all. get that smoke when you not at all. Yeah, when you're supposed to get that smoke. Like if they're considered the best team, you want that smoke last. That's your last test before you possibly make a finals run, but. Oh, you ain't trying to fight your top boss in the first round. You trying to win, <laughs> fight the boss when you gonna win the win the game. Yeah, yeah. So, so before we move on though, what do y'all y'all think? Tobias will, you know, he will find a niche, you know, in this with this James Harden situation. I don't, I don't see in this offense. I don't see Tobias being the nineteen twenty point per game guy. Anymore, but I also don't see him just being as bad as he as he's been in the last three games. And even in two of those three games, he hit some big buckets down the stretch of those games, you know, to help the Sixers blow mm-hmm. those games open while they were still close. So I'm not super down on think, Tobias uh, like a lot of people are. I but like the, Jimmy I said, think Tobias it's is all a about very, the very, 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 very poor man's Carmelo Anthony. Um, get your get your work on and catch and shoot. And I, that's, I I see him averaging sixteen a game. I think he could be sixteen, seventeen a game to get his head right. Well, I I, I need Maxi to play some defense because now you're in a backcourt where nobody's playing defense. So now I need you to step up, young boy, and that's going to be the next part of your training because we're still in a situation where wherever Maxi cooks, whoever he's guarding cooks that night too. I think last night might have been the first time when it didn't turn out that way because I think the Knicks are starting his his former uh, teammate quickly. And, um, you know, quickly was getting his a little bit in the first game. Um, Last night, everything fell off the rails for those guys in the second half. So that's one thing. Um, Against the Timberwolves, you do all right, but you know you got D'Angelo Russell. I see the Knicks are back. I the Knicks were back last year, but you know the Knicks. Oh, oh, you. I, I, I see what you're saying there. I, I, my bad. That they definitely are back. They're back to being the Knicks, um, because what their fans think that what being back to being the Knicks is is totally different from reality. So then what it really uh, is. <laughs> what it what it really is. All right. So um, gotta ask y'all a question because uh, Jimmy said. Uh, Tobias, not Tobias. He said Tyrese Maxey was playing like a a broke man's jaw. Jaw is destroying the NBA um, in the last month. Uh, has Jaw Morant? Because I've heard a lot of buzz about this this week. Has he kicked open the door 
to the M- to the MVP race and inserted himself in the mix. He kicked o- he kicked he kicked open the door, but he's not waving a four four, so he's not going to win it. But he has kicked okay. the door open. Okay, because I've heard from a few pundits this week that he is now the front runner. Is that too much too soon? No, they're no, they're yeah, they're stupid. Like to me. No, <laughs> no, they're stupid. I heard he was the front. Runner. I, I've heard that this week, and I'm like, damn. I'm like, are they getting Joel fatigue? Because you know you've heard his name all season long. He's having the best season of his career. He's leading the league in scoring, and like all of a sudden, without a dip off, somebody else is the the leading. Uh, Candidate it's because MVP. it's because they don't want to give the MVP to a big man, and they don't want to give Again. an MVP to a big man that sounds a little crazy on the mic, uh, and it's a guard-centric league. So that's a definite. Yeah, so I I feel like um it's a couple things. It is a Joel fatigue. I low key feel like they really want to give it to um um Giannis. They like waiting for the end of the season, but it's a long season, uh-huh. and during long seasons, you I can see how you would get fatigue from you know. Um, from an MVP race when someone, you know, locks it up like that. It's almost like the same way they get fatigued when Mike is the most dominant player in the league or Bron is the most dominant player in the league, and they probably should have more MVPs than both of them have. But you get fatigued with that too. So you're like, yo, I got to give it to somebody new. But now, you know, they get fatigued in season. It's been all Joel talking. It's like this young boy is playing out of his mind. So it's not that he's not deserving of it. It's just that, uh, you know, I would still have, yeah. if I had to vote, I still vote for the big fella. John Morant the other night was that against the Spurs? He dropped fifty-two points. He hit a buzzer beater. <laughs> I think at the end of the third quarter, a crazy buzzer beater. I'm talking about. Um, I'm talking about his center threw the ball full court. This dude catches it below the foul line. In midair and all in one motion, shoots the ball. Doesn't come down with it. All in one motion from the catch, shoots a jump shot and and splashes it. Yo, and then dunks we'll on a big it. man with what might be the dunk of the year. All of this in one game. So that's where all the the real hype oh, hold came. Up. That's why, where, why, that's why started being named MVP. Huh. What'd you say? That's what I'm saying. Why Fifty-two points. Right. So that's when people said, okay, he's the front runner now. Which you know, which is ridiculous. The game he had was ridiculous, but one game—if one game puts you over like that—then that means you were neck and neck the whole time. Um, Scavi says in the chat room, whomever has a better record between the Sixers and Grizzlies, Grizzlies gets the MVP. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that because even though a lot of people are excited, hype right now, I don't think Ja is even in the top three of MVP right now. Um, top three, he ain't in top five. He ain't but I love what he's doing. Is he, I mean, I just, is he better than Luke? To be honest, though, I, I have in a certain like certain NBA writers, what have you, they did have him in the top three. Like, so there's only been um, this year only five people's names that I've heard, and depending upon which writer you look to, they are it's interchangeable. It's Joe Giannis, Joker, Giannis, um, Ja, yeah, and um, DeRozan, Ja Rastafari, and, and Demar DeRozan, and Embiid. And, yeah, yeah, so, so Mar DeRozan is playing incredible. And so Scott, he's right. He said we're all talking about Steph in the first ten. See, but that's the problem. That's why we shouldn't talk about MVPs in the first month of the season. Makes no sense. Somebody can come out of the gate firing, and then 
And the crazy part about it is Steph and the Warriors still have a crazy win-loss record. But it's like with the Suns so many games ahead of them and, and Steph not shooting his normal percentages, like he, he drops off. But like what's really changed about, you know, besides him just being on a straight tear like he was in the first 10 games of the season, he's still balling. You know what I'm saying? But, um, yeah, that's what it is. Uh, Scott, you also said Tobias should watch Rodman highlights. Man, Doc Rivers would be fired if somebody nah, with man. that much skill I, yeah, I, I, turned into a Dennis Rodman. I ain't Rodman. ready to have him there. Hey, like, because the on, thing man. is, Tobias has shown that he can be he can, what he can be in this league. Like, you know, now right. he hasn't shown that since he got paid, but, you know, that's either here nor there. Yeah, it's too much <laughs> too much skill to be a Rodman. He might <laughs> he don't he don't have enough exactly. production to be a max guy, a hundred and eighty million dollars guy, but he has too much skill. Yeah, it's always funny. It's always funny. Um, and I mean, it, it it makes sense, right? When you really think about it, but it's still always funny to see somebody play at a certain level, get the check, and then it's just not there no more. Like it's just always hilarious to see. It's like, yeah. damn, like. You got to do what you, you got to do to get that check after that. I don't want Yeah, man. <laughs> like, everything else is icing on the cake, man, but I got the cake, yeah. literally. All right, so y'all man Bradley Beal, for as much as we hear about, you know, him possibly wanting out of Washington, even though you've never heard him ask for it, you know, you, he kind of speaks through his wife on social media. Like, she bashes the Wizards a lot. We heard about all the possible trades coming up to the deadline. Um, he's injured, so he won't be playing for the rest of the season. So, you know, a lot of people just think no matter what, Bradley Beal might not make it throughout the throughout the off season. Still a Washington Wizard. Well, the latest news that we've heard is that if he um, declines his player option for the 2022-2023 season, he'll be eligible to sign a five-year, $246 million deal with the Washington Wizards. So (laughs) he's still looking at, you know, at possibly coming back. Like his wife is just going to have to be mad while she's shopping. Um, (laughs) Like, like, do you turn that down? Do you turn that down because people want you to go team up and try to win a chip? Like, do you turn that down or do you get your dame on? Hell <laughs> Don't no. run from the ground. That's Don't run from the Yeah. You I, can't I run from the ground, man. You got to get that chicken. Can't, you can't run from the scratch. <laughs> you just can't. I don't know. So people can say what they want, but I would not be shocked in the least bit if, if uh, Bradley Beal is still a member of the Washington Wizards uh, come next season. That's a lot of that's a lot of money, man. That is a lot of chicken to turn down. So you know, fans can say what they want, but half of these fans out here won't turn down eighty grand a year from you know an employer. <laughs> and they out here telling out me you ninety. They out here telling me that championships are more important than two hundred and fifty mil. So F O H, are you eighty granders? <laughs> but um, hey, you're cooking our friends. <laughs> Stat of the week Also basketball related man This is Shows you another Aspect of how it was Back in the day Back in the day Y'all man Del Curry reached 1,003 pointers made In his 13th season Currently in his 13th season His son Steph Curry 
has made 3,093 three-pointers. So his son has pretty much made three times the amount of three-pointers in his career at the same time. That's cool his son three times as good as he was. <laughs> That's true as well, but it definitely gives you, uh, you know, a close look into how the game has changed. Death. Because even be even being three times as good as he was, if the game never changed, he still wouldn't have almost 3,100 three-pointers 13 years into his career. He'd just have a lot more points than his pop just off the, off, is true. Off the rip. Yeah. The, the NBA like, is a nightly three-point contest. That's what it is. It is. I kind of supported Dell because he was a little oxy, oxymoronic. He was a three-point specialist, but he used to love to try and get in people's faces and rumble. I think he felt <laughs> soft and sensitive about being a three-point shooter. Possibly, because back then, you know, you you weren't considered the manliest of men if you were a three-point specialist, Um, which is probably why Reggie Miller got into so many rumbles. Um, Besides the fact that, you know, people might have thought he was soft, but they probably also didn't appreciate his mouth, because for somebody that they thought was soft, he had a lot of mouth. So (laughs) Reggie got a lot of of dust-ups, a lot of dust-ups. Speaking of Reggie. We we talk about, you know, who should and shouldn't be in the top 75. Y'all got Reggie in your top 75? I mean, even though we don't Reggie have a Miller? list. Reggie Miller. Just just asking. Um, I don't know it's funny you ask that because, I mean, like initially, like, yeah. Like, uh, you asked right. me to, you know, take a couple of seconds to think, I would say, yeah. I mean, that means, But then um, when you think about it, like, Reg, Reg was like a five-time All-Star. Like, he wasn't even on no perennial type-ish. How the fuck are you getting there? <laughs> yeah. But you know what it is, Jim? And I and this is this is a this is a Jimmy quotable moments, man. Reggie's giving moments, the league moments. Moments, moments definitely moments matter, matter, man. He got he got moments that can never stop being replayed on NBA highlights. So they're like, man, put Reggie in there. I don't but care. You know what? <laughs> Mm-hmm. To that point, that's another reason why now Ja like Ja is getting that MVP to try to two topics together. Although you didn't ask for that, um, is because that was a signature game, moment. so that gave mm-hmm. him a couple moments, right? So, and with the MVP race, they always look for these signature games and signature plays and things of that nature. I appreciate it. Like a storyteller. That's the same thing with with, with Joel like, on the JoJo other side of that. Joel is just he's just consistent dominating. dominance, but. There's not a lot of stuff in the season that you could point to, like, yo, he did this that season, he did that that season. Yeah, you know what I mean. He's just going out there giving. He out there giving thirty and fifteen without thinking, like. <laughs> and it is without thinking yo, because I tell you one thing, he, real like, quick, since though, Harden joined, that, though, I'm like, how is Joe getting like thirty-seven in a game, like, yo, because he's going to the foul line twenty-seven people, times. Yo, I could imagine people other like who like other teams hate the Sixers. Because watching the Sixers play is hilarious. Because him and Harden eat on the foul line, both of them. Like Yo. they got to be like one and two in the league and getting foul shots, dog. Because they they no. live at the foul line. Yo, the last three Sixers games been like four hours long. Yo, <laughs> Yo they <laughs> two dudes, them two dudes eat on the foul line. Yo, like Joe really be having like thirty five points and only made two buckets. Yo, you can they watch Godfather good. and half of the second Godfather. In the time that you watch so the Sixers watch, game these days. You can watch Hitler's list. <laughs> Yo, against the Knicks, Joel Embiid shot 27 free throws. 
Dog. So it's like I'm you wonder, like, how did he get 37 and it looked that easy? It's because he's doing it. He's on the foul line. And that's what I tell these young kids that, that I coach because, you know, these days everybody's settling for three-pointers and long jump shots. And I'm like, yo, most scorers, even the scorers that you see that, you know, shoot a lot of three-pointers, like they're on the foul line. Like if you want to get buckets, you got to go in there sometimes and get fouled. And and make sure you're automatic from the foul lines. Easy money. <laughs> Kobe say easy money. Like, come on, man. Mm-hmm. 27 free throws, man. Madison Square Garden record. All right. So uh, this one, man, this is some straight up back in the day right here. Uh, our quote of the week. Quote, he wouldn't have been a force back in the day. He would have struggled. They would have made him shoot jump shots. He wouldn't be doing a Euro step to the basket. Somebody's going to knock his head off. He'd come off the bench back in the day. This is Charles Oakley, of all people, speaking on Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Greek freak. Y'all got any bars for Charles Oakley, or do y'all agree with what he's saying? Fuck out of here. Would Giannis be a bench player back in the day? Yo, Giannis would give Oakley fifty and ten every time they played because, and, and see, this is the pro, this is the problem. This is why these young boys are so disrespectful because we get mad at them for not paying homage to the elders, but sometimes the elders be wrong because y'all just be disrespectful to the young boys, especially boys that's cut from. Yo, the boys are seven footer, who's the strongest, stronger probably than anybody during that time, with the exception of maybe Shaq. and can get to wherever he wants to. And we're talking about a time where they could have put four dudes on one side of the floor and just, like, iso them, and you can't even play zone back then. He would have cooked anybody. Like, yo, Oakley, like, yo, sometimes, man, to your you point, be having these delusions. Point, I, I, I think, really, you were trying to be funny, but that really wasn't hyperbole when you think about it. If you go iso ball on him, what the hell is Charles Oakley going to do against Giannis Antetokounmpo on the wing at 21 feet, 22 feet? What's he going to do? Nothing. What's he going to do? He's stronger than everybody. I've never said this, really, but Oakley, because I don't, I don't have any real animosity towards Charles Oakley, but he's one of them I'm tough type of guys where I just feel like that should be tested. I feel like he, he should be invited to physical conflict resolution at some point. Like and, I, the reason, I don't believe and the reason why his tough. rep probably is what like it is tough. is because nobody wanted to test him. Nobody test. He went and smacked Ty- Ty- Tyrone Hill in the head. Like, he just ate Tyrone that. Hill. He ain't gonna fight you back. Now I mean, I he ain't doing that because he, he has some. He, has he ain't some, doing some that to Donald Trump. You know, That's he what I'm saying. People wouldn't test him. I have a feeling like okay, if you weren't afraid of the bully. You might knock the bully the fuck out, you know what I'm saying? But the bully got you shook because you know because of his rep, and he he wolf. Well, and I've nobody's heard, afraid to wolf Barkley, back. I've heard Barkley say. I've heard Barkley say because Barkley was shook with the ball that a lot of people were shook at him for stuff that didn't happen on the court. Like when they was off the court, Oakley was like letting people get the hands. So Oakley was a I mean, so behind I the scenes bully, smacking dudes up. Yeah, yeah I, heard that, I heard that. But, too. but at the, but at the end of the too. day, but at the, but at the end of the day, we talking basketball though. Forget how tough he is. From a basketball standpoint, he's just wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, especially for it to come from him though. Like you know, 
Shaq is a notorious big man hater, but Shaq gives he'll give Giannis his props. But even if it came from Shaq, and even if we said, all right, Shaq wild and he hating, it would still make more sense. Like Oakley, you you know you got some rebounds. It was late in your career when you developed the 15-footer from the baseline. And, you know, other than that, other than enforcer, like what were you to sit here and what speak on somebody's game what and what they wouldn't be able to do? Like what do you want to <laughs> do about it? Besides try to knock it. And, and shout out to Zeke. Isaiah Thomas came to uh, Giannis's offense. Um, this is what Zeke said. He said Giannis going around Oakley. He said he going around all of them. He dunking on them. He's bigger, faster, stronger. You could talk all that stuff because you don't play no more. You could talk all that stuff because you got gray hair and you sitting on the sidelines smoking cigars about what you used to do. That dude will dog you every single time y'all step on the court. Then he went on to say, um, um, what did he say? He said, after you, he's like, all right, if you go ahead and, and you knock him to the floor. Look how big he is. Look how strong he is. If he gets up and he's not hurt, then what you going to do? You have no game after that. Like, he was killing Oakley. So I expect Oakley to punch Yo, somebody, Isaiah the next time he sees him. You know, if he's yeah, still about that life, he's gonna he gonna punch somebody Isaiah. Somebody told me to him. Somebody said the reason um, Isaiah responded to Oakley like that was really about Mike. I don't know how true that is, but like everything Isaiah said to defend somebody from the current era is about Mike. Everything. Yo, people create Yo, these I, narratives that be funny because they never let it go. It can make sense though. Because the Knicks, you know, beat Mike sense. up, batter Mike up. Mike he's probably Oakley saying, is, Oakley is Mike. Giannis uh, better than Mike. Mike. Oakley is Mike's goon, though. Even even though they left and went to the opposite teams, Oakley is still his man. <laughs> and that's what Casey Mack said in the uh, chat. He said, uh, he said Oakley ain't nothing but, but MJ's best friend. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, listen. So, so I that, mean, that, that might be why Isaiah Thomas – was so scathing in what he said because he killed Oak. And if Oak, uh, if Oak whole, is, that whole if his reputation had, is what it is, that whole response like, ain't had nothing to do with Anthony Tukumpo. Zeke should be nothing to do with Zeke. Oakley but, but try Zeke punch is right the though, man. Like, yo, yo, the young boys, the no, young he's boys got to right, do a better job right. of paying homage, and the old heads got to do a better job of like you know giving young boys, especially ones that deserve it. You don't got to give it to everybody, but Giannis, yo, at this point, Giannis can retire right now and be a Hall of Famer. He's already better than you, Oak. So what are you talking about? The funny thing is, is who Oakley chose to pick on. Like Giannis, as big and strong That's as he I'm is, saying, you don't like, think he could last back then? Like, I would even give him, like, if you would have said Steph, I can kind of see that. Like, Steph is not, you know, Steph is looked at as finesse, not really looked at as tough. And if you were rough with him like that back in the day, all right, there, you know, maybe Steph wouldn't be what Steph is. He's going to be a good player no matter what. But maybe he wouldn't be what he is. But you pick, like, the most diesel cat in the league to say he ain't tough enough to last back in my day. Yo, dude, now, bigger and stronger than all of y'all. What you talking yeah, that's what I'm And saying. he plays like, like yo, that. He ain't out this here, is why, like, like, launching threes. Like, this dude is going there and bullying people every time he gets the ball. So how do you pick Giannis, Jim, is what I'm asking. Like, how do you pick Giannis to say that? Yo. Say that about Kevin Durant. He get clicks. <laughs> <laughs> he knew he would get, coming he out. He would get attention for that. Unguarded part two. Yeah, he knew he would get attention. <laughs> he knew he would get attention for that, man. Oakley's a fool, man. F O H Oakley. Yeah, Oakley, he definitely tripped. David Allen Gray looking at him. 
That's our, uh, our our quote of the week, man. Before we talk about what happened while y'all were on the Grizz Nae, let's go to the phone lines. We got the homie Tobias calling in from Arizona. What up, Tobias? Roll damn tight. Roll damn tight, baby. What's going on, gentlemen? Tied out there giving these players scraps from the big house. I see you. Hey, Alabama, not only a premium education, but find, feed their players the finest of vittles and act the freshest and most organic vegetables and the alkaline water. Uh, Yo, Scotty, Scotty said Yana's giving 52 and 12 to Oakland. Every, you know what, every, though? Thinking on that, though, here's the thing that people miss out on this stuff. It's like my cousin, right? He was like, man, Mike went against Jeff Hornacek. Cool as he had said, well, Jeff Hornacek would get a max deal right now <laughs> if he played today, you know. Yeah. 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 Hey, he'd be getting a Duncan Robinson deal right now. Uh, right. You know, it's just like, I think the thing with people miss about Giannis, I appreciate, that dude has a crazy work ethic. Yeah. He worked his ass I mean, I mean, off over I know the Balco might be involved, but just saying that, just look at the change in his physical stature. The dude yeah. came into the room looking like a vacuum cleaner or something. Like, he was skinny as hell. <laughs> yeah. That's the thing. And he yeah. worked on his shot, his game, all of that. And you can only give him props for that. And, and, and see, that's why and he's tough. He's mentally tough. And I'll say, let's just be honest here. Yeah, he hates He don't Mike. run from the grind either. Yeah. <laughs> You know, you know Isaiah hates Mike. He throw any shot. He probably say Brad Sellers better than Michael Jordan. Who knows? But uh, you know, but so y'all think? So you think Isaiah gonna say that Pippen's book is like the greatest book ever written? Yeah, <laughs> you know like, he I is. I just read Pip's book. This is the greatest book I've ever read. That's coming soon. Oh, even though he, he is Scotty Pippen. Um, you know, one time when he was talking about him on TV, they're talking about. He, he was, was like, correct, though, by the way. Yeah, he was like, I can understand Mike and Magic saying, all right, if Isaiah's not on the dream team, I'm not playing. But he was like, Scotty Pippen? He was like, okay, go ahead then. Like, if you ain't playing, then roll. He's like, I'm not taking that from people that are below them. And I, I, I feel Zeke on that, too. Zeke be hating, but he be, <laughs> he, he, he be speaking his truth, man. So what up, Tobias? What's going on? Did he drop off? I think no. Yo. Master got it? Master says, you don't get your ass off that phone. <laughs> he banged quick. We don't we don't allow our slaves using technology in Alabama. All right, well, what up, Jim? What happened? Well, before we do that, man, I just got to let y'all know, since, you know, since we got a couple of minutes, um, y'all can always check out our website at warroomsports.com if you want to call in and speak uh, about any of today's topics. Um, and, and, and take Tobias's call time. You can hit the Digital Extreme Tech hotline at 323-410-0012. Press 1 when prompted. If you already listened from your phone, just press 1 if you want to talk. You can also join us in the By the Hood chat room where Skyview and Neil hold it down every week. Um, you can do that uh, by going to blogtalkradio.com slash the war room. But the By the Hood chat room is brought to you by by the Hood University. If you guys have always wanted to learn about how to make your money work for you in real estate, the stock market, precious metals, cryptocurrency, NFTs, you know, whatever, then it's time to go back to school. It's time for you guys to enroll at By the Hood University. University. I said university, my bad. 
Uh, we want all of our supporters to pretty much create wealth and leave a legacy for their fan bam. So uh, join War Room Sports. Uh, we've partnered with By the Hood University to get you started on your journey of learning to invest and possible financial freedom. So go to our website, click on the By the Hood logo at the bottom of our homepage or on our sponsorship and partners page to get started. Use the promo code WRS, just three capital letters, to receive a discount on every course in the By the Hood site. So it's not too late to secure your financial legacy. So like my man Arnold said in Predator, do it now. <laughs> then what happened to you? While they were on the Grizz, naive. Absolutely. First and foremost, so I do got to send a shout out to Anil because a couple of weeks ago, um, I had her pies. No, not not that way. You you freak boy. Not her cakes, but, uh, but her pies. Yeah, yeah, well, they were yeah, cakes though. Yeah. You had they were cakes. They were cheesecakes. You had a cake though. But you did have her cake. Yeah, yeah. they were cheesecakes. My bad. My, my bad. Yeah. My bad. Cheesecake. Yeah, so, yeah. so I had yeah, Neil's cake. cake. So, so <laughs> Neil had the cake. But uh, listen though, I, I got to give you credit though. They were super fire. Super duper fire. Sweet and potato cheesecake. I'm going to need you to because, uh, yeah, so um, I'm going to put that out She in the chat room. Um, she said cheesecake is pie. It does look like a pie, but it's called cake. It is. Um, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, pretty you know, much. You know I mean? But, but anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to get everybody drooling for Jimmy tell y'all what it is. Sweet potato cheesecake with oh my graham cracker crust. Sweet potato oh cheesecake with gingerbread crust, and then oh a sweet potato cheesecake with a graham cracker mixed with gingerbread crust. Like, come on, man. Oh, my God. Yeah, and, then, and then it was so bad because I'm like, that and everything else then it was so had. bad because I'm like, yo, I'm like, yo, what's going like better? I got to try both. And then I kept trying and I'm like, <laughs> I got to figure out something better. But then I realized, like, ain't no best. You know what I mean? <laughs> no. The words of Nas ain't no best. Anyway, <laughs> man. West, so, north, south, lost out. <laughs> Shout to Neil though, yo. Shout to Neil. Neil got fire cakes. Anyway, um, with that being said, though, <laughs> what, happened, what he said. <laughs> what happened while you were on the grind is brought to you by Digital Extreme Technologies. If you need a custom website, go to digitalextremetech.com or call two six seven two zero five four two zero three and go here and get the hookup. But listen, Robert Griffin III, aka. Hot Rock and Tootsie Pop um, is no longer uh, releasing his tell-all book. You know what I'm saying? Like somebody from the Commanders put him in a room. You know, you know what I mean? I don't know who it was hmm. or what happened, but we, he's no longer uh, releasing the book. Commanders. Yeah, remember he was supposed to be yeah, releasing Surviving Washington. Like he was an R. Kelly victim um, about all the bad stuff that went down in Washington. He was going to tell us the real story. Of what happened so, before and during that so Seattle you think it playoff was, you game, think it was Cobra. He was going to He was also going to tell us about you know the sexual misconduct they used to go on in there. So you said, uh, was it Cobra? Who was it? Was it Cobra, Destro, or Zartan that got to it? I'm kind of thinking somebody might have sent Jeffrey Thomas his way. So you know. <laughs> but you know, get that reference. I, honestly, you, start, you know, watching that think, show. I don't think there never. I don't think there ever was a book or anything. I think he just threw it out there and he, he, didn't, get some buzz. And he didn't. Yeah, he didn't get the response he wanted. So he's like, all right, no sense in even doing this. I don't think there ever was a book. Why would he or think maybe that? He didn't, he, 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 nobody he cares, cares about him. In the marketplace. Nobody he cares about him. Yeah, he just yeah. done the book. <laughs> yeah, there never was a book. <laughs> 
So basically, he put the anyway. stuff out there while he was sitting next to his typewriters. Like, all right, if we get some bugs. Hey, listen, man, typing. do some market, market research. Market research, <laughs> And people said typewriter and not computer because today's theme is yeah, word back in the day. <laughs> the brother. Ah, the Yo, Dev was brother, the only boy I knew with a word processor, yo. Yo, Dev had a word processor. <laughs> word processor. Yo, if you anyway, know, you know. Yo, tickets, I definitely went to school with a brother for, word processor. <laughs> <laughs> yo, ticket prices for Coach K's final game at Cameron Indoor Stadium are on par with Super Bowl tickets, yo. Yeah, like, come on, yo. Yo, Cole somebody said they are paying. Somebody said they're paying $250,000 per ticket to attend Coach K's curtain call. $250,000 per ticket. This is this is Koloff culture. This is when Koloff culture meets wealth. Like, I appreciate what Coach K is, what he's been for the game, what he's been for the college game, what he's been for the international game, Team USA. I think he's one of the greatest, but nothing – there's nothing in me that would make me pay two hundred dollars to see his final game. <laughs> like, come on, man! Like, yo, this is a college game. And if you pay two hundred dollars, Jimmy and I, I would I be laughing at you. I don't even know if I would pay that. But if somebody called me and like, yo, man, I can get you in the Coach K's final game for two hundred fifty dollars or two hundred fifty thousand. No, two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a ticket. Yeah, because all right, you said, yo, yo, here's yeah, no, no. For me, I said I pay two hundred. But I ain't not two hundred. I ain't paying two hundred. Yo, he's not even playing. He's, he's, not, he's sitting on the bench. I'm gonna spend two hundred fifty thousand dollars for you put a suit on and sit on the bench. So watch this dude point and and he probably not gonna scream. He in his last game. He don't care no more enough to scream. He's just gonna point and substitute people. Like you gonna really pay a quarter million dollars to see that? Like, like it's I said, not even that good right now. Two hundred dollars just to say, okay, I was in the building for that. That's worth it for me, you know, being a, a sports fanatic. That's worth it for me. But that wouldn't even get me at, like, the the Duke's version of the pit or the punch out. Like, <laughs> I wouldn't get Man, on listen. campus with $200 to, to see that. Cause, cause How about this? How about I lie and say I was there when I really wasn't? I watched it on TV. Who won't know the difference? All right. So, so that's, of course, I gave you all the extreme high end. And that's true. I was in the building for that. It was loud as fuck. Um, but they said as of Sunday, the average ticket price to Saturday's game ranged from 7500 um on SeatGeek, like 6500 on TickPick, $5,400 on StubHub. Um, none of the sites had nosebleed seats available for less than $3,000 a piece. And like I said, on the very high end of Dick Eatery, $250,000 a ticket to get a close-up view of Bull sitting on the bench and, and making substitutions. So, um, oh, God. You got it. Right, <laughs> if you got it, it flown it. Go away anyway, dog. Go away, Coach K. You're trash. You're a cheater. <laughs> anyway, um, with that being said, man, they, speaking of stupidness, white man can't jump is getting a reboot. No one asked for this. And Jack Harlow is going to star as Billy Hoyle, um, MC Jack Harlow. Jack Harlow for rap. But I don't know if Jack Harlow for hoop. I don't. Maybe he can. Maybe he can't. I mean, I don't pay attention to celebrity hoop culture. Yeah, he can um, rap a little bit. But I didn't, I'm, I'm more upset they bringing the movie back. Let it, let it live, man. Let it I'm about to say man. they said Jack Harlow got the part, like his first ever. Like this is his first other ever reading, let alone audition. Like 
Oh, listen, just, man. Y'all was talk, it because y'all he could hoop, wrong. or was it because he looked like you know Billy Ho? Or he, like, he he looked like he looked like he come from the culture. He looked like he would fit into that role. But y'all talking about the wrong stuff, man. Yeah, Who but Billy Hoyle didn't look like he came from the culture. That was the whole point of Billy Hoyle. Who, 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 who's playing Rosie, man? Who's playing Rosie? Like, that's all I really. Who I need to, I need to know. I don't want. I don't want anybody to play Rosie because I don't want this to be done. Like, I literally watched this movie three weeks ago, and I think it still stands up to the point where it's not time for this. Even if you're ever going to do it, it's not time for this yet. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like. <laughs> for who, for what? I know. When is Hollywood gonna come up with some new ideas? And everything is just not a damn reboot. They not, man. They not. But I tell you one thing, man. We gotta, you know, maybe not tonight, but one day we want to sit around and give Wesley, uh, Wesley Sneepy's his flowers, yo. Because <laughs> I don't know of any other black actor that has played. Now I'm gonna call him the best black actor that has more iconic um, roles that belong to the culture, like. I'm not saying he's the best actor, but he has these roles that are, like, paramount to our culture, whether that's Nino Brown, you know what I mean, whether that's Sidney Dean. Like, there's so many of them. Like, we got yeah. we to gotta, we gotta get Wesley. He definitely do. He definitely needs his flowers. Uh, Skyview said, just, make, just, just remake Harlem Nights while you're at it. I guarantee you it's going to happen one day. Guarantee. Oh, that's on its way. They're going to take the Soon come. six best comedians of the current time, and they're going to try to do that. I know they're going to do it. Soon come. Soon, soon, soon when they gonna when they gonna bring back booty pants. Anyway, with all that being said, um, <laughs> that's what happened this past week while you were on the grind. Yes, sir. So before we get out of here on on you know perpetual load management, I got basketball practice that started like two minutes ago, um, <laughs> twenty minutes from here. But uh, this date in sports history brought to you by, of course, Sports the Book. Smart people only read the sports. Now, y'all go back and spell the word sports, sports, and then say what I just said. It's going to blow your damn mind. Anyway, if y'all tired of reading the same old bull crap with the same old lists, rankings, imaginary starting lineups, and all sorts of subjective, he's better than this guy, and all that stuff that, you know, the, the, the pundits pass off as facts, y'all be sure to pick up a copy of sports. It's mixture of sports and hip-hop culture keep you on the edge of your seat. It keep you laughing like you're watching a comedy special. And it'll definitely give you some aha moments because it'll teach you some of this war room slang that you've heard over the past 12 years. So just go to sportsthebook.com or get your copy from our website at warroomsports.com. Just make sure you get your copy. All right. Uh, this date in sports history, March 3rd, 2009. This is when sports gets real. The Sri Lankan cricket team is attacked by terrorists while on their way to the, listen to this, Gaddafi Stadium (laughs) for a second test against Pakistan. Of course, the match was abandoned. I guess that's their language for forfeited or (laughs) or whatever. Yo, attacked by terrorists on the way to Gaddafi Stadium. I'm not commenting. I'm not commenting on this. What else would happen on the way to Gaddafi Stadium? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yo, man. I'm just saying. What else? Who else hangs around Gaddafi Stadium? It's only right. Be awesome, man. You you, you part of El Rukin or no? Like, I'm. Yo, never mind. 
we're, no, we're, no, we're, that's not a terrorist organization. That's an upstanding organization. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's a community organization. I'm saying, you know what I'm community saying? Community like, you know, organization for the perpetuation of Moorish science and the growth of the Moor. Yeah, man. R.I.P. Jeff Ford. All right. Listen to this, man. Last but not least before we get out of here. This happened. Well, should I say free Jeff Ford? My fault. Go ahead. <laughs> this happened on March 3rd, 1983. I've never heard this before. But how crazy is this? Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback Terry Bradshaw is admitted to the hospital for surgery to repair his throwing arm under the alias. B, you want to guess what his alias was? Huge ass. Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. Yo, I, I kind of, I kind of March third, nineteen eighty-three. No, no, no. I'm sorry, because I think they brought it up one time on um the the, the joint the show he does. Like, I mean, think about, about it. it think about it. Like back then, it's it's not out of the question. That's just a normal, you know, white guy name. Yeah. Brady Bunch was popular back then. Tom was mm-hmm. a popular white guy name. So it may, but it's just crazy. Like if this is true, yeah. how quote unquote goat at his position, and, and for a lot of people in football, period, ended up being somebody named Tom Brady. When this dude went That's in to get his it. throwing arm yeah. fixed under the alias Tom Brady. On, That's man. still not iller than um, our, our personal homie, our personal homie, Michael Jordan, or what we call Mike Jordan, you know, because we had to separate him. But we right. got a homie um, who was born the same year we were. His name is Mike Jordan. And what makes that ill is the fact that his mom couldn't have known who Michael Jordan was because Michael Jordan was no – well, I mean, you know, Michael Jordan was, what, 10 when he, he was born? Right, so, he wasn't hooping like that. So I mean, unless, unless, his, unless his mom's from, North, you know, North Carolina and – yeah, but Mike, Mike wasn't even that good at that point. Remember, Mike got cut from his high school team, so Mike wasn't even in high school when Mike was born. But and according to, their, according to their Superman basketball stories, he wasn't even tall at that age. You know, everybody who's yeah, destined so, to be great grows 90 inches in one summer. There's always that. This is true. Pause. But, yo, here's, here's, the, here's <laughs> what makes it even iller, yo. Here's what makes it even iller. What makes it even iller is Michael has a, a young brother, like two years younger than him. His name is Jeffrey Jordan. <laughs> Crazy. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. So, Michael and, instead Jeffrey, of Michael yeah, Jeffrey, Jeffrey Jordan, Jordan, it's Michael and Jeffrey Jordan. But that's, that's exactly ridiculous. that's what makes it even that's, crazier. Anyway, that's ridiculous. Yeah. That's random, random. Yo, Tobias said his car dropped allegedly, but yeah, it is what it. Oh uh, well, tell tell Tobias that our show about to drop. <laughs> we we gotta get yes, with you sir. next week, man. We got places to be, man. You know we do have to work. Yes, sir. Anil, I'm about to jump in the inbox. Y'all need some more of your cake. Anyway, listen, though. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for joining us for another briefing in the war room. Shout out to everybody in the chat room, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, our group chat, everybody that supports us. We just want to say we appreciate you. Listen, stay safe in these streets. You know, mask up. If you still have to, I'm sure they kind of like, you know, lifted that mandate, told us FOH. But don't buy us. If you was white, we'd extend the show and pick up the phone. Go ahead, Jim. Hey, yo. Listen, everything that we do can be found at the hub of warroomsports.com, all of our content, social media contacts, everything at warroomsports.com. We're trying to get a new segment sponsored by uh, Anil's Cakes, right? I mean, you can start selling them on the website. That'll be at warroomsports.com. But until next time, everybody, don't accept mediocrity. Be steadfast in the war against ignorance. We'll see you chumps don't kill if not. 
Jimmy, know the blueprint. Yo, every Thursday, six to eight, they do this. Shout out to Dez, PJ, be often Doc Bay on replay. WarRoomSports.com, get that mobile app. If not dial, call it 323-14012. be going and you sensitive, then oh well. Yeah. Physical podcast, the tough push. Showtime like magic in the block push. Magic. Listen live, push one to join in. Rip your team or listen for your enjoyment. Hip-hop dollars, pit-stop knowledge. Should be in sports credits, I ain't talking college. Five guys, no beef though. Corporate secrets, but the streets know. Bellafani, I got a G-Flow. KC, Royalty, I'm in beast mode. Two hours, get your game up. Who's the best in sports cast? You better name us. World of Sports. War Room Sports, www.warroomsports.com. What? Ain't no more to it.